Hey everyone, this is Evan and welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This is a podcast going from the beginning of the animated series to talk about episode by episode how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We look at all things in the episode, whether uh, there was, you know, interesting writing with it or there was any kind of, you know, any kind of afternoon cartoon fodder that just, you know, is prevalent in those times. Um, I'm Evan. I'm the lifelong fan. I've, uh, you know, pretty much familiar with all things uh, Transformers over the years, Ed here was not, though he was pretty adjacent to everything else that uh, we grew up at that time. So welcome, everyone, this week. And, man, okay, for one thing, this is, uh, we're going to be going over an episode of The God Gambit, which is one of my favorite uh, episodes from season two. And, you know, it's, it's because, you know, we I go into it as we as we get in the episode, but it almost feels like a, uh, as a, a hard sci-fi kind of concept. And it almost felt like, <clears throat> a um a star trek the original series plot point you know because it was a star trek original series plot point um oh, well there you go uh yeah th- th- yeah this uh i, I want to cover this a little more at the end but yeah yeah, totally. uh, yeah yeah this is a trope that's that's been done uh many many times and uh yeah. But also, I don't think you said this in the intro. Normally, we we say that well, you know we analyze uh, all things about the episode, a- including uh, analyzing to see if uh, real world factors crept into the episode or not. And uh, yeah. Buddy did some real world factors <laughs> creep into this episode yep. uh, that are relevant to this exact minute in history that we currently yep. live in. Hundred uh, percent. And uh, the reason why I did this because I could not find my intro. And uh, my memory is like 90% of the way there, but apparently that 10% involved real world factors this week. But uh, the, the guy, uh, Buzz Dixon. Real world factors crept into, into your life this week is what you're God, saying. God, every day of real world factors creep into my life. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So uh, Buzz Dixon though, man, uh, I like me. If you ever want to follow someone who's fun to follow on like Facebook or Twitter or whatever, Buzz Dixon's the guy. He's He, he, he has taken to like memeing old art and old you know series like stills he's, he's funny he's a real dry sense of humor um but man this dude has done so much what, so i thought when when i looked this up i mm-hmm. at first i was like oh buzz dixon that must be chuck dixon writing under like, like a, a pen name that the comic book writer chuck dixon yeah. who i've met several times i actually have a hanging on my wall i actually have a page from uh a, a gi joe comic that he did um and uh it, it's it's a really cool sequence of storm shadow and snake eyes fighting over an oil tanker oh, and nice. um it, there's, there's no dialogue there right so i bought it oh. from the artist from the artist from um God, I think his name was like Robert Evans or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not the Robert Evans, that the excellent podcaster Robert Evans, but another. I think his I think his name was Robert Evans. Anyway, um, so I bought it from him. It's a, it's a it's a very cool finished uh, pencils uh, breakdown. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was walking around, and my friend that I was with was like, "Oh, hey, Chuck Dixon is, is at this convention too. You should go meet him and get him to sign that." And uh, and that you know, that way you have something from both of the people that that you know that did that. And um, mm-hmm. obviously it would be cooler if it was like a Larry Hama uh issue of gi joe but uh, you know i'll take what i can get and so anyway uh i go and i'll talk to chuck dixon and he's um he was a really nice guy and uh i talked to him for a few minutes about doing the comic and uh he was uh he was like uh, he said he had a good time doing it and he had never met the guy that that drew it and he didn't know that that guy was at the convention like two rows over from him and all he's like oh i should go say hello or whatever and i was like nice. i was like well hey man um can you can you sign this and he's like yeah he's like i can but like he's like there's no dialogue on the page and i was like why don't you write some dialogue in there and he's like 
he's like, dude, it's a mute character. And I was like, yeah, but he's fighting Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow's not mute. And he's all like, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Uh, so he wrote a couple <laughs> of word balloons in. It was very cool. Later on, turned out, I found out that uh, Chuck Dixon is a giant chud. And uh, apparently, yeah, and I, I'm almost <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to hang that. I don't want, if I want this hanging on my wall anymore. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, folks. Never, Never meet, meet your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So, or um, people you like reading. Or people that you like reading. Yeah. No, don't, yeah. don't meet anybody. Don't meet, don't meet anybody. <laughs> Whoever you know now, just, just hang out with them. And, uh, inside. Um, <laughs> Buzz, but Buzz Dixon, though. Buzz, Buzz Dixon. This dude, where's this dude been? This dude wrote my childhood. He did. He totally did. Um, dude, he wrote everything from like Thunder the Barbarian to Alvin the Chipmunks, Bionic Six, Conan the Adventurer, I mean, Dale, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, obviously, you know, Transformers. Dude, he was the story editor on season two of G.I. Joe. And even though he wasn't credited as that, he pretty much wrote the script for G.I. Joe the movie. He created Cobra Law, which he has since apologized and- for. Well, um, I actually just listened to a thing with like him uh, explaining what that all was about. Um, uh, so Cobra Law was, uh, I don't know, I think it's a fun concept. It doesn't really work in the real world. I, I assume that, that the reference there is Shangri-La. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was one of those things where uh, he went in there and he had to completely rewrite the script from Ron Friedman because... Uh, Sunbo was like, yeah, Ron, we don't really like it all this much. So he goes in there, he just punches up the, uh, t- basically rewrites the script, except for keeping in uh, Nemesis Enforcer, because they want a really cool guy, Big Bat Wings. But um, that guy was, that guy was very cool. Yeah, he's, he he actually survived the uh, rewrite. But uh, yeah, the uh, he he said, actually, the uh, he came with the curve a lot. And he's like, you know, and now they consider that an alternate history for G.I. Joe, which he is like, I'm great with that, because none of the stuff Guys flying around jetpacks doesn't real, doesn't survive the real world. You couldn't have Cobra just hanging out there with extensive enterprises, you know, as, as a front existing in the real world. It's just there, you have to assume it's all fake and you can't really do that kind of thing. And uh, it was all going to be think. Oh, by the way, he also wrote on Heathcliff, Heathcliff which I was they, just about to say he, he wrote on favorite of the show, Heathcliff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, this, this man probably introduced a lot of fish skeleton dinners on, on garbage can lids. Totally. To a young me, and uh, thanks very much for that, Mr. Dixon. That's really cool. Yeah, but, um, you know, he like I said, he want to follow someone who's just funny to read. He he does some. He has a he's really good sense of humor, very dry. Good stuff. So I, I found out though later on though, because he, he you know he did all these eighties cartoons, and then he kind of huh? tapered. He he even like worked on like the you know like the next generation of stuff. He worked on like Batman the animated series for a little while. Yeah, G.I. Joe Extreme. Uh, and G.I. Joe Extreme, which I've never seen. Um, but he. Uh, he apparently eventually ended up starting up a company that did religious themed manga. I've seen the the books. I just I don't you know. Mm, I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's pretty bizarre because because uh, I mean really, like not in a positive way, but I feel like a lot of manga is actually like is pretty religious in nature. <laughs> like there's like there's yeah, a whole manga yeah. about like killing God and stuff mm-hmm. and. uh Mm-hmm. Um, which would fit right in with this episode. Uh, <laughs> we're about to we're get to. But, I mean, uh, he, he also you know, uh, oh, go he also worked on like penthouse comics and things like that. He he did it all. He's he's been. He did. Over. He has a huge, huge. He worked on uh, Inhumanoids, which we've talked about a lot in the past. But uh, he also uh, worked on um that uh that Tarzan and the Super Seven. Uh, yes, which I really liked that show a lot when I was a kid because it was just like these little like almost like sound bites of things, and it was like these concepts that you were like, "That's awesome! I need to see like an entire. I need a whole toy line of these guys. I yeah. need." I need like ISIS action figures. I need like um, not the ISIS, ISIS, like the the superhero ISIS. Yeah. Um, 
um but yeah it, it's like i thought that stuff was really cool oh yeah um, it was oh yeah um he worked on some weird some, some ones i never heard of but you, what about this uh goldie gold and action jack you heard of this one no i haven't actually I have yeah. no memory of this no yeah. none of those i mean and, you know um there, of course teenage mutant ninja turtles we all know that mm-hmm. <laughs> the wild west cow the boys of moo mesa that was another yeah, weird one. cowboys of moo mesa yeah that was that that what a bizarre show because that came out i feel like that came out around the same time as like food fighters and uh i, I would see them on uh clearance shelves t- together a yeah, lot yeah it came out like early 90s i believe uh, um I, I think i think food fighters may have been a, a little bit before that but um mm-hmm. but in, in, like when i was a kid i was like Man, these are stupid why would anybody want to play with these and like in my like i'll see those figures now i'm like that's the that's exactly the kind of dumb thing that i want on my desk it's like these <laughs> yeah. dumb like garbage pail kid inspired things which he, he also, also worked on that show as well. <laughs> he wrote my entire childhood. That's what I'm saying. Every phase of childhood. If if he had like scripted wrestling at some point, this dude would have just been. This dude would have just been like, like my media dad. Yeah, and uh, he also uh, worked on Jim, one of your favorite series. Oh, did he work on? I didn't he worked see on Jim. Yeah, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Uh, he did. Oh, he did work on Jim. Yeah, he? dude. I'm serious. Great this guy's awesome. been in everything. Um, but anyways, um, he like I said, he's he's a lot of fun to read. But it kind of made me think, like, um. We really have gotten well. We've hadn't gotten away. The idea of these uh, these Saturday morning or um, weekday afternoon TV shows becoming movies really died off um, towards the uh, the end of the eighties. And uh, there's there's a big reason for that. Uh, actually, Transformers is to blame for a lot of that um, because of uh, the you know spoiler for everyone listening to the podcast. If you haven't realized, uh, Optimus Prime dies. In the movie. Bro, I have not still have not seen Transformers. The movie well, you yet, will man. eventually, but we're not there yet. You know he dies. I know. Don't I, I checked already, man? Um. So yeah, the uh, there was such an outcry from uh, parents of kids who thought their childhood was ruined, like like adults do now. And um, so uh, there was supposed to be Duke dying in the GI Joe movie. They had to like edit that last minute, so he miraculously survives from the arrow that Serpentor shoots in his heart, with the uh, snake arrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, then it, it kind of they uh, they lowered the budget for all these shows. And they they stopped doing um, you know um, motion picture release, you know theater release of uh, these cartoon movies, and it, all the other ones kind of suffered for. They ended up being like a special three part you know episode or whatever of you know My Little Pony or whatever. But um, so yeah, it was really like because of the uh, backlash from the Transformers the movie, they kind of tapered off going to theaters, which is too bad, but. It was it was really an, it was an experimental thing. Um, there weren't, I think, I want to say, I want to say Transformers may have been the first one to do like the big motion picture one, and they they actually it was right there with GI Joe. GI Joe came right after it, even though I would think it would have probably have been first because of how it uh, how it started. But yeah, no, it um. Well, they 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 rewrote. Uh, they did rewrites to the GI Joe movie oh, yeah. due to the backlash from the Transformers movie. I mean, because like I, I knew that I knew that Optimus Prime died when I was a kid. Um, and, but I I heard like from many many sources that uh, the whole thing would would because Duke doesn't doesn't like Duke essentially dies on screen. Mm-hmm. And they had they they added in like off screen like off, like just dialogue of like because you know he had that spear through his heart it was and snake. like the, the end of the movie yeah the snake spear. Um, the end of the movie, it was like Flint and Lady J were like, oh, hey, I just heard that Duke's going to be okay. And yeah, he's woken from his coma. Yeah, Joe, that was it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, 100% okay. that. 
Like, uh, that's what that's how I really remember it anyway. So, I mean, I yeah. think they animated it to where he died. And they just cut that scene out. And they just added it in as as just dialogue that he was like, oh, he's going to be OK. And yep. Yeah, they were uh, dealing with the backlash from the Transformers movie. So it was kind of interesting that, um, you know, we have someone who actually worked on that, you know, that G.I. Joe movie. And, you know, my, my wife's had me watch the uh, My Little Pony movie because uh, she thought it was great. And, you know, whatever it is is what it is. But those were things that just didn't go to the theaters anymore because they were so worried about putting that much money into marketing and then it, uh, having such backlash. So, you know, all those things that were really um, like, I don't know, pretty heavy for kids. They backed off all that. And, you know, so we, we get how things kind of turned out. But, so what was the next one that came out? Like, uh, I guess like Mask of the Phantasm, probably the uh, Batman, Batman series. Actually, on, in the theater, it might be. I think uh, that may have been the next. Yeah. Like tie in like that to a to an animated series. That movie's really good, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that recently. I, I watched it. Never have. You've never seen Mask of the Phantom? Dude, don't even start. You never watched Tron. I don't want to hear about I still it. Never, I've still never seen Tron. Yeah, yeah. But you know, no, I know. I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure that I heard. I wasn't being incredulous about it. I wasn't sure that I heard yeah. you. Uh, but no, uh, Mask of the Phantasm is um, it, it is really good. I remember it being very good. I watched it recently, and it's aged extremely well. It, it's, it is a very good Batman story. Well, I mean, the, the anime series, the Batman anime series uh, was, it, it's it's great show. Anyways, it, it holds up really well. It's really well done. The animation of that is it, actually the animation of that reminds me of the old um, Superman, you know, cartoons. The uh, I want to say yeah, it's the, Max, the Max Fleischer ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that was intentional. same art style, and it it holds up really well. And uh, you know, you can watch that, and it could have been you know made in the seventies. It could have been made in the nineties. You don't know. It just yeah, no, it's no, uh, Batman anime series has aged really well too. Um, that that yeah. I've kind of gone back and watched a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, but hey, uh, so this episode though, yes. So we we get a cool opening shot of what what I initially I thought was one of Saturn's moons orbiting, <laughs> and actually, but then we zoom in and we've got some blue and green skin folks with a- antennas, and um, we've got uh, Great Value Ming the Merciless, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, as their overlord here, and. Um, He's got them uh, like doing work. They're uh, they're they're working real real hard. And um, but but you, you come to, later on, you come to find out that it is Saturn. Even so, apparently there's a whole colony of aliens living in our solar system. Nobody knows anything about these guys. Well, that helped. we've just now been able to really get a good look at uh, Titan, uh, Saturn's moons. I mean, Titan being one of the most um, exciting of them. Yeah, but we have alien technology on Earth now. I feel like that we should there should have some kind of scan should have picked these guys up at some point, or maybe this is the first time they're scanning it. I don't. I don't yeah, know. yeah, they, I think that's what it is. Um, Cosmos. Well, actually, let's let's back up. Uh, yeah, there's this like high priest, and he's obviously a charlatan high priest, and he's making uh, he's basically telling the people you know you must give your harvest to the sky god. The sky god statue looks like Astrotrain already. Proportions are. It looks kind of like a mighty Orbot. Oh, kind of does. Which is all which Chuck Dixon, which Buzz Dixon also wrote for. Exactly, I was about to say it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this, but, uh, yeah. Oh, but here we go. All right, talk about some real world factors creeping into this episode. We've got this woman that comes along, and she is ripping down these idols. Man, she is telling Ming the Merciless that sky gods are fake. She believes in reason and logic. She's he's taxing these people too high. he's taxing the poor at too high a rate why can i not vote for this woman on earth this year i know like, where is where is she i was and watching I, this episode with my wife is over there at desk she's like i like her 
Like, I know she's great. That's she's good fantastic. Too. Like I need, I need this woman. I need this woman. Or like, 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 wow. Like Buzz Dixon wrote the perfect politician in <laughs> 1985. Like, yeah. Like maybe he, maybe he should run. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a thinly veiled thing for him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe his real world factors crept into him writing this, and he's like, oh, mm, he's gonna write what how I think how I would run a cult. There you go. Very cool. I, I need more of this. I need more of this woman, like like leading Earth. She'd, she'd be great. She'd probably stamp the Decepticons right out. And get him, get him out of here. But take the progressive green energy policies, and institute those. And all you need is uh, glowing crystals that are forbidden. Um, more on that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, she she has this big uh, rebellion, and the um, the statue, you know, does the whole thing crumbles. The uh, the she topples the sky god, and she's over there telling people like, no. Sky gods aren't real. He's taking all your stuff. He's taxing you, and and they're they're he's trying to find a way out of this. I'm like, well, 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 how do you know they're not real? And the the old, uh, well, what if, what if they are real? You just don't know. It kind of argument from you get from religion, but yeah. then uh, we we um we see Cosmos. He's like driving badly or flying badly through the asteroid belt. He, I don't know what it is with these guys. They got to stop running out of energy. They get out. They get like. They need to have a backup fuel tank or something because they get out there in the middle of nowhere. Like, oh, I'm I'm on fumes. Why, why would you go? Why would you go that far? Like, I I, like I don't drive. You know, like I don't run out like seven eighths of my gas tank going into the desert. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I would conservatively use forty percent going yeah, one and, way, and then enough to come yeah. back with with a buffer just in case. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't. I don't understand. It's like, yeah. Um, but you know, so and then we've got um Astro Train flying uh with uh we've got uh thrust and uh Starscream in the um uh, in the cockpit, which so the, the subtitles uh call him Astral Train the entire episode. Yes, Astral <laughs> which train. is so good because then he's the sky that, that's a very cool concept. I uh, I like that a lot. I uh <laughs> um, as a guy that's that like not so much a believer, but a, a, a you know, study that, you know, that reads up a lot on you know, this mystical sort of stuff. Like, like the idea yeah. of like an astral train, you can, you can go into the astral realms with it. Like that's pretty, that's, that's very cool. Um, the astral train. So yeah, yeah the, uh, the leader of this rebellion, the atheist of a reason here is Talaria. Talaria. Which is, yeah. Which is fun because they constantly change the names in the subtitles in this. And the uh, the high priest's name is Jero or Gerald, depending on when uh, the mm-hmm. subtitle comes up. So fun stuff. Um, so he, uh, he he's like, look at that, and he see Cosmos crash. It's like, oh, the sky gods have answered you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the whole uh, the whole uh, well. If God's real, then maybe he should send out a lightning bolt and like like here comes a. Here comes a lot. Yeah. Here comes people. Right, right. When we're having this philosophical debate with uh, around a campfire with the crystals and antenna people, and, uh, they, they, they kind of reminded me of um, uh, what's her name? Uh, like Nebula? Is that her name from um? Yeah, like bug people. What's her name from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, Mantis. The the green skin. Yeah. Uh, oh. No, oh. Um, no. No. The, the empath. What's her name? I don't remember the yeah, one. Nebula, that, uh, uh, Mantis. Mantis, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. it's actually uh, a character in the uh, comic that they just they probably got brought in with a different concept. Uh, I, I never I like those comics; they're actually pretty good. Um, so Astro Train sees what happens, and he um he he, he lands and like um he, he kind of does this cool like sweeping like special like um melodramatic landing. And yeah, this, uh, this was very cool. He's like. 
he goes uh, the starstream goes over there and does this great thing which once again real world factors i guess in a way it's like there's the church there's the steeple over the doors where are the people he did do this thing that was that was amazing my you know my yeah. dad when i was a kid my dad and i used to do that all the time when i was a little kid my dad and I yeah used you to do the fingers time. and I, when i saw i was dying laughing saying that was that was insane yeah. um so there's a part where uh right before that where uh uh the autobots are trying to contact uh, uh cosmos and mm-hmm. uh he's not like he, i guess he's out of energy or out of range or whatever and um optimus prime is trying to talk to him but as he's come in come in but he's smashing this key on the keyboard on teletran one to get it like uh which reminds me a lot of um like 1990s movies about like computer hackers where they had to type constantly to, to hack mm-hmm. you know because you're not actually hacking unless you're typing you're not actually hacking yeah. something which uh and it sounds uh, always sounds like this Oh anything. no, no, it's 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 definitely the uh yeah, the the uh ASDF LKJ keyboard sound. Yeah. That's how I do it. That's how I hack. Yeah. yeah, man. Um so you can see so the uh, Subdecons figure out pretty quickly, you know, what the score with uh, with with these aliens is that they're you know they're ready to to believe in in mm. space gods. And you can see you can see Starscream's plan is fomenting. And then Astro Train has the same no, no, plan. No, it doesn't first, and he pulls it first, dude. Astro Train is very cool. He doesn't take any trash off of Starscream at all. Yeah, and the <laughs> best part is he's like, no, no, this is my plan. I'm flying. Uh, if you want to draw fly back yourself, this is, oh, we're doing this. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah, this is hilarious. Um, he's all the cards. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so they grab Cosmos and they basically say he's a sky god and he's you're going to prop, you're going to make him, you're going to worship him. They take him, prop him up as an idol to worship. And, um, you know, so because Astrotrain burned up most of his uh, energy chasing Cosmos, Starscream tells him he should call Megatron. He's like, no, I'm in control here. All right. That that obviously you are. Um, yeah. So they goes, he goes over and takes out the, the data. Apparently he keeps a little pyramidal data chip in his chest and unplugs a wire i guess he's like unplug his ground wire or something and then cosmos is offline one wire yeah one wait till we get to make tracks comes in again um anyways uh yeah so this is apparently they say they're on the moon titan so cool i guess this was yeah this is when it yeah when it when it came through so uh um optimus prime decides to put together a a team here so he's got uh omega supreme and uh and so Optimus Prime's like, well, I'm gonna go. And like Jazz is hanging out there. And then I was like, oh, we get, we, get, we get Optimus Prime and Jazz. And then Nope. Then we get these geeks. Oh my god, we get safety bots coming up. We get we get red alert and perceptor, and they're gonna go. And I'm like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. So they're like, no, Optimus Prime, you have to stay here. Optimus Prime has to stay there because um apparently Omega Supreme only has enough energy or space for uh two Autobots and can't transform. Um, it, it, it's it's energy intensive. It, it takes a whole lot of energy mm-hmm. to get out to to Titan, I guess. Which yeah. well, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll buy it. It's fine. Um, but no, it ends up being Jazz and Perceptor, which like, isn't terrible. Uh, it, I mean, hanging out with Jazz would be cool. <laughs> I mean, if you hang out with Jazz, that's really cool. But, but you got you get Perceptor around, just totally. Killing the vibe, man. I don't know. I don't know if you can kill Jazz's vibe because he every time we hear him talk, he is Scatman Crothers. If Scatman Crothers was a car, this is this is Jazz, and which it, obviously it, it, voices it'd be, it'd be very cool. 
it'd be yeah. very cool but um but you'd have you'd have to you, you've got to rein that geek perceptor in though you gotta <laughs> like like hey man you gotta stop you've yeah. like like you've gotta like you've gotta have a big personality along with jazz in order to shut down like hey jazz you want to go do something cool like, i don't know guys i don't think we should go like oh my god so yeah um but yeah, so we, no, we got we got an okay team here. We, at least we got jazz because we haven't we haven't seen a lot of jazz lately. Yeah, I don't feel like we've seen a whole lot of him do anything. No, not really. Um, yeah, so they 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 start getting towards the uh, the moon of Titan, and uh, Mega Supreme's like, "Oh, we're running out of gas." He's like, "Well, mm-hmm. we'll find something to help you." Out. Like, well, I don't know. We'll just, he kind of they kind of crash land on the uh, you know on the surface of Titan. What if and, they didn't? Uh, what if they didn't find anything? To... Well. Um, that's not how these shows work, man. It wraps this thing up tight. You know, it's going to be. Oh, I, know, I know they do, but like, but what yeah. if? I mean, well, they knew that Cosmos had an energy thing that, you know, so they're like, well, we'll use. Okay. 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 You know, you know, it wraps it up really nice and tight, like a bow. So <laughs> he crashes and Jazz go, just Jazz gets out. He goes, all right, we'll make a scream. Don't move. He's like, sar- <laughs> sarcasm. Not appreciated. Dude, <laughs> yes. he has, he is the most uptight jerk. Um, he has like no sense of humor at all. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, like, no, I don't like this guy. Stuck with these two uptight guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like, at least you got, well, at least you got Jazz there to, to uh, to, to be to be mellow here. So um, so <laughs> we so we cut to a we cut to a cave with some crystals and see in this crystals. These are clear though. So I was like at first I was like, oh man, these are these must not be really be nearly as good as green crystals. We all know that crystals are the most potent power source on, on Earth. But I, I like this actually. Um. This kind of matches up weirdly in a, in a, in a retcon kind of way with uh, how Beast Wars was um, in, you know, you follow the follow the thing where Beast Wars was Earth. You know, on Beast Wars, they were on Earth, like a prehistoric Earth. There were all these crystals everywhere. There were Energon crystals. Titan has all these crystals. Yeah, you know. Anyways, sorry. I was, uh, that was one of those things I kind of realized but- I was watching it. Oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. That's a cool little thing there. But uh, Starscream points out that that these are, are the purest crystals. Yeah. So this is the, this is the pure Colombian stuff here, this man. Is, like, this is uh, this is Walter White extreme. It, it is. This is uh, yeah. So yeah. The, the Decepticons are going to set up like the Medellin cartel here. We're we're about to get some narcos <laughs> business going on. This is very cool. This is they're they're putting those uh they're putting those aliens to work and they're mining <laughs> these crystals. So so and, and you as you're as in your in your your daytime yeah. uh, activities, your your non podcasting and transforming. I don't, I don't smoke meth. No. What's up? No, no, no. I, I meant. Uh, well, yeah, um, but no, no. I meant in your uh, your non transformers life, mm-hmm. the unimportant side of your life. Yeah. Um, you you study um, the Earth, right? That, yeah, your... yeah. I, I, I study uh, natural resources. Um, I study. Um, well, you know, um, you know, um, it's a good way to put it. Natural resource conservation, dealing with um, you know, plants, um, um, soils, um, minerals, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, you, you, like, like geology is a thing that you do. Well, it's something it's an I, aspect of what you personally, study, right? but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm adjacent to it. Yeah. So you're familiar with with the, the concept of of crystals. Mm-hmm being minerals which are they're not exactly rocks but they're you know they're adjacent to rocks you know so yeah, they're yeah. very heavy they're very heavy is what i'm saying because mm-hmm. these poor aliens are are schlepping around crystals that are the size of them these mm-hmm. things must weigh like like 1500 pounds yeah 
How much does a six foot rock weigh? When, when the sky god tells you what to do, you do it. Well, and this and the fake Ming the Merciless was was all mad, like, hey man, you guys are messing this up for all of us because you can't carry these rocks. Like, hey, you want to carry these rocks? Good lord, you're killing them. Their backs are probably yeah. discs in their backs are probably exploded. Like if they have discs, yeah. If they have if they have it, if they have discs, I don't know. Maybe what's the what's the gravity like on Titan? Uh, I assume a lot lower than Earth because it's smaller, but mm, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it's a lot unknown about Titan, though. It is a very exciting um, uh, moon because it has a lot going on with it. Like, uh, I think it's Titan it has um, has uh, eruptions from uh, gases. I think so. Oh, there's yeah. obviously something going on with the planet or the the moon. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. The moon. Um, yeah. So could be. Who knows? All I know is there's a really cool atheist science chick on there trying to lead all these people to um, victory. She's great. She's fan. She's fantastic. Yeah. So like, bring this woman back to Earth because she needs to be in charge of something. Yeah, she actually sneaks back into uh, the um, the the worship chamber or whatever and starts to hook back up Cosmos. And mm-hmm. for all the good that does, she like reattaches the wire because apparently she watches the uh, the unwiring of him. So puts back and he starts to you know come to. And he that's that's where he, she, he gets a signal out to the Autobots like they where he's at. So she's you know they need to hire her on the team. I mean, I, I know she's, she's just as good as uh, as yeah as Sparkplug Spike. Spike, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's Better. she's great. She's a Carly level intelligence. Yeah, exactly. And an alien. So, um, so they uh, Jazz and Perceptor, they they kind of sneak in there and they uh, they they come through and they see Cosmos and uh, they basically go up there and start working on Cosmos, try to rescue him. Starscream and Thrust um, find him, and <laughs> they start like, "Hey, you're you're rescuing Cosmos." Jazz throws a rock and hits Starscream. That was a I now lasers, lasers aren't needed. He just hurls a rock at Starscream, knocking him down. That was very cool. They, and he then he jumps thing. and starts wrestling with them. Well, he did this, he did this thing also where um so that they're gonna fight, right? Mm-hmm. And so Jazz decides to go into like combat mode. So he runs and then transforms into the car. And so Starscream sees that. Starscream is like, well, I'm gonna change into, into a jet. And then Jazz is just like, Well, I guess I better change back into a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like what what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, uh, I don't know. They're trying to which, uh, uh, you know, I've each other. About, uh, well, I've talked about the, uh, the 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 concept of of the Autobot or robot um, like martial arts, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. like Jazz is one of the guys that I've seen like do those cool things where he'll like you know he'll like run at a dude and transform into the car and then like, ram him or or get speed and then turn back in the robot and then do like a throw or something like yeah. that. Well, I, was, I wanted that, but instead it was just like, oh, I guess uh, jet style is better than car style. Yeah. Um, and just, <laughs> just no, he starts wrestling the robot, yeah, yeah. And then he puts him, yeah, he gets outside of control, and that was very cool. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, the natives have like they put they put crystals on these these spears and they're chucking arrows and spears with crystals on them. Apparently, why haven't we been doing this with energy on the whole time? Um, I don't know because <laughs> I don't know, like, like it I- explodes obviously every time. Every time I, know, that's the thing. I feel like that would be a cool um that would be a, like a cool uh, concept for like dinobots or something like that. You know, like um <laughs> they just run around throw uh energon at people. Or if you had like a you know, like like act like energon axes or something, like you throw like mm-hmm. energon axe or something or a spear or a spear. I mean, because they're, they're kind of primitive, you know. And, uh, yeah, or even um, I think that would be know. a cool thing. Uh, the insecticons could do something like that. I'm kind of disappointed they never really brought in the um dinobots using their swords because I mean they all came with swords. Yeah, they mm-hmm. never use them. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. I mean, we already saw Energon Axe and Energon uh, Flail. 
Flail, yeah, those, like were, those, were, those were very cool. Yeah, yeah. those were. Yeah, they, they, and, and I need that. What like bring it back? I need. I need to see that yeah. again. Need the need some uh, laser weapons again. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we're natives are going after, and they're calling. He's calling Jazz a fake or a false god, and uh, Talaria's captured, and she's going to be sacrificed as a heretic. Man, real world factors. Real world factors. Yep. yep. Um. Yeah, that sounds uh sounds about sounds about right. Uh, something you know, something else I noticed here though, um, and unrelated to to that to the plot though, was that uh, we got new bumpers in this uh, in this episode. Uh, yeah, there was um, a bumper of um, Shockwave and Astro Train, and, and yeah. probably somebody else that, that I didn't catch because I was probably not paying that much attention to the bumpers until I was like, oh wait a minute, that's well, that's you know, you would probably catch it more than I would because I've, I've rewatched you know these shows so much I don't even realize when they have a new one come in. So yeah, most likely. There's also a very very cool um, music bit here with this really cool ar- arpeggiated synthesizer that uh, was a, extremely neat. I really I really like I legitimately really like that music a lot. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I almost feel like they uh, when they start getting into these like you know um, Transformers and space episodes, they always put some like kind of cool like um, I don't know synthesizer like a different synthesized kind of music when they're in space. Because there's a there's a few of these things going on. Like we'll have uh, the gambler, we'll have um, uh, child's play, and a few others that they're like the Autobots Adventures in Space. They have all these kinds of cool, like synthesized, more space like, you know, soundtracks. The gambler appreciate that. Yeah. Anyways, there's an episode called The Gambler. Yeah. We haven't 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 watched that one yet. No. And this is not about Kenny Rogers. This is not about Kenny Rogers. No, not at all. But uh, it's actually a really good one. It's one of the ones that uh, is really well regarded. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's I, I like the Gambler too because it once like this we're getting into more hard sci-fi, which I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Speaking of hard sci-fi though, like <laughs> yeah. next we get this whole thing where the all the uh, all the other aliens that uh, that re- that sided with the, with the uh, with the bad guy. Or like, oh, if only we'd listened before. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh well, if it isn't the consequences of my actions coming back to uh to to uh, stab me in the back. Um, <laughs> January sixth. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, sorry, a little something in my throat there. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a fight. Jazz. Jazz is this really cool thing. He's climbing up this this yeah this vent where there's electric lava or something like that, which makes crystals, I guess. It was like electric ocean, sort of. Yeah, like electric like, ocean, or whatever. He yeah, climbs cool. up and like, um, you know, rescues uh, Talaria from the sacrificial table, mm-hmm. which is cool. You know, um, Perceptor's grabbing, uh, <laughs> grabbing these crystals and just tossing them into Omega Supreme. It's like this will work. Just toss more there. It's like, know, it's like, it's if, like... I, if I went and got like some, uh, some like plastic bottles because they're petroleum based, I'll just throw this in my gas tank. This will be fine. I'm just gonna throw gas at your car. And yeah, it'll, it'll, <laughs> so it'll, hope that it cranks up after this. So, uh, so uh, uh, Perceptor gets into Mega Supreme. He, he flies, starts going towards, starts wrecking the place. The temple is just getting blown up. And, uh, uh, Perceptor like like gets out, but he's like stumbling around. It's all drunk looking though. Yeah, what was with that? I don't know. I, I like. I figured he was, he had like one energon, and he was just drunk because he's a geek. You know, he's like a he's a total nerd. <laughs> so, because remember that one episode where the Decepticons were like they got totally housed off of they were like drinking the. Oh yeah, yeah. Then um, he was he had one Mike's hard energon and uh, went down. <laughs> well, like a neck out of like a like a Zima and <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he dropped that watermelon uh, Jolly Rancher down the Zima. He was, he was done. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, so, so, uh, and as the train just rage quits, he turns, he goes and blows up the crystals as a big, you know, F you to the inhabitants. He leaves. He, I, he almost, he falls into like, like, it falls down like a, like a ravine or something. And he fall he's almost gets, hits this, that electric ocean. And like, he forgot how to transform and fly. Like it's in your he name. Was, he was so pissed. Dude. He rage quit so hard that he forgot how to uh, transform and fly. God. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, and, and then. Like Omega Supreme does actually something really cool with his base mode. He like turns into base mode, extends his bridge. They all run over there. He goes across it. He like, goes across. Hey. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, them all. They they get to go to the, the land that was more prosperous that uh Ming the Merciless, our great value Ming the Merciless, didn't want them going to. They're like it's like, oh sorry about your home. She's like, No, it's okay, we'll rebuild, we'll be fine. Like, I guess the Autobots didn't want to be like, hey, there's a whole planet full of of resources and food oh, man and come on they look stuff. different you can't go there no i guess i yeah, no, no. I, come on they did imagine that that like well you can't come in our country because we're, we're already full here so uh, where are you gonna go i don't know uh, i don't know bug people who apparently don't need oxygen because titan is doesn't have oxygen yeah or does it who not yeah like, i don't even know well uh, i don't know it has electric uh oceans and electric crystals ocean and yeah um all scods and really cool fruit Things that look like they ble- they belong in the um, the Savage Lands. Those were, yeah, those were very cool. Yeah. Um, and that, that was it. That was that yeah. was, it. It was it. Like, um, it wrapped it nice, tight. Yeah, um, man, th- this this is one of the weirdest ones that I've had to rate so far because um, it was all right. That, that's how that's how I feel. I, yeah. Like I'm I'm gonna say that it's all right. The the thing with it is though is that this episode is a case where that is is a very good and cool sci-fi concept if a bit overdone and when i say a bit overdone i mean extremely overdone because this oh yeah sorry let me look super quick Uh-oh. i'm listening uh so my other computer's being weird at the moment oh well no good um yeah. have you tried turning it off and then back on again um no um does that. That work? uh sometimes oh, you're twice. in tech support you should know no i'm not i don't i don't do tech support New internet security. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> anyway, sorry. so but no, I mean, so th- this whole concept of uh, you know, like advanced beings showing up to you know primitive people and, and becoming mm-hmm. gods, it's been it's been done to death in science and science fiction, and, and yeah. to the point where it, the people just don't do it anymore because it's like, you know, it was all over stuff like Ring World and like we said earlier, Star Trek the original series. I think it, it, I think oh, times in Next Generation. Um, Roger Zelazny's Lord of Light, which mm-hmm. was the, if you've uh, never read that, it's very good, but it's also the, um, if you ever saw the movie Argo or know the whole thing about the, uh, that whole thing where they they did the plan to rescue the hostages from like Iran. Iran. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they, they did that. The, the whole point of that was they used a fake movie script mm-hmm. um, as a, as a cover. That was the thing is they, they were going to scout locations to film a movie. Yeah. Um, and they had storyboards and everything drawn up who were, who, which, were drawn by Jack Kirby. That's uh, right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, the, the movie that they were making was an adaptation of Lord of Light. That was that was the that was the movie. Um, but anyway, uh, but like, th- but this that's also the the concept behind like Stargate. Like, star, like that's the whole plot yeah. of Stargate. Um, and right, like actually, uh, Dan Simmons uh, still had the Hyperion. Um, but the thing is, is like adult brain loves this. Like adult brain absolutely like adores this concept. I don't think it was. Um, I, I don't know that the execution was quite as solid as I really wanted it to be. Um, 
and I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I understand it, it's a, it's a, you know, a 40 year old kid's cartoon. It's, it's, it's fine. It's not going to be, you know, it's not, I'm not reading like Isaac Asimov here and, and that's fine. Um, so, um, but yeah, that, no, that, that is, um, I don't know if I call it like strictly strict hard sci-fi, but I mean, it's definitely a, a good solid sci-fi mm. concept. Um, Adult Brain's going to go three and a half left-wing revolutionaries out of five. Um, like, because it was just such a cool, it was a cool concept. Um, I, I think that maybe a stronger Autobot team uh, may have liked it a little bit more. Um, but it, I mean, it's, I mean, it's one of those things. I get it. You know, when you have, you know, you're doing toy ads and you've got to like, okay, well, we need to feature this, newer guys so we're gonna put in perceptor and um astro train who was who i don't think i, I don't think i had a whole whole lot of screen time up, up to this point uh, no he hadn't really he's been uh, by much kid brain on the other hand just hated it just I, like when i was if i was a kid i would have absolutely hated this thing because it was there was there wasn't a whole lot going on and there's there's a whole lot of talking and a lot of like like i don't want I'll say like philosophy but there's a lot of like that to a to a child brain that is like that's high level thinking of like well what is a god and is this a god and what you know the whole concept of of you know divinity and this kind of thing it's like that's not something that i wanted to deal with when i was 10 um not something i want to deal with when i was 15 or probably even 20 either which is why it took me so long to read dune finally um so uh so kid brain uh for those reasons is gonna have to tank this one at a low two Cargo cult tribes worshiping a bottle of Coca Cola <laughs> out of five. And yes, that is a God's, God's must be crazy. crazy yes, there, you. yeah. If you've, uh, yeah, if you've, you young bucks out there have never seen the, the, the God's must be crazy, you should definitely watch the eighties afternoon HBO staple, The God's yeah. Must Be Crazy, and uh, and uh, optionally part two as well. There was a part two to that as well. Was, uh, optionally watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, um, yeah. Yeah, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, okay, actually, it's kind of funny how you put it that way. Uh, I don't remember this much from when I was a little, I, you know, I don't think I really got into it that much because I didn't know the aliens or just like a one one off thing. Um, was a lot of really cool action. So, as a kid, I don't really remember this much, but I remember when I got the uh, DVD sets years ago of um, of you know, season two, I was watching this one, like, hey, this is pretty good. I, re- I don't remember this, I don't know why. I think mm-hmm. the reason why is because kids don't care about high concept a questioning religion and um yeah exactly concepts like that so uh but then again you know you you get kind of drawn into that because i mean that's essentially well not really the plot but like they they steal a lot of them will steal use that trip a lot i mean kind of the barbarian um you know it it was different way because it wasn't a um you know wasn't a an atheism science take on it but it was a toppling a a false god Right. Um, you know, you have like I said, Star Trek: The Original Series. All these things we we grew up watching this, and it's like it, cre- it crept into our um, subconscious. So I watched this, going, "Oh yeah, I knew this story." But still, um, I like the way they did it. It was nice seeing this kind of thing in a um, you know a afternoon cartoon show. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, so yeah, really for that reason, I mean, having more grown up story, which I appreciate. Um, I definitely want to give this. Uh, I give this uh, three and a half toppled god statues out of five. yeah once again yeah like we're watching the show my wife's like i like her yeah cool character (laughs) that is that is very cool um, the science atheist girl a woman in the uh alien woman she's like she doesn't remember now um (laughs) 
<laughs> anyways yeah it's just like I, that's relatable so uh, yeah I, I appreciated all that all it was really kind of cool um so i'm i'm uh looking forward to it and uh i mean we have uh some really um <laughs> interesting uh episodes coming up i think the next might be matrix um where is my list at um i have too many tabs open on my uh iphone here um let me see the next episode will be uh no the core the then core is the next one yeah we're, we're coming up for a really good one um the golden lagoon which is a really good hippie episode really good we are 24 episodes into season two at this point Man, <laughs> we we haven't gotten into uh, some of the meat of it because uh, Key to Victor Sigma Part One and Two, you'll get the aerial bots and the uh, Stunicons. We're not even halfway through the season yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> War Dawn's a great episode. Cosmic Rust is a great one. Star Screams Brigade brings in the uh, the uh, Cabaticons. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or yeah. I, I had a, a kid I went to. Uh, middle school with that uh, for some reason called them uh Kumbunticons, and I, I i never understood why he called them that and uh it's in my brain a lot of times when i hear people say that i always think of it's like oh the combaticons i'm like the Kumbunticons. No, I, I, I don't I, I don't know why it, it must be related to devastor somehow i'm uh i'm, I'm sure um <laughs> I'll, I'll, you'll like that though uh, basically the starscream digs up these world war ii uh, vehicles on this island in the pacific and makes oh, you know, transports yeah, that sounds very. That sounds very cool. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, it's very I'm, cool. I like it a lot. But uh, that's that's another episode coming up on. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, yeah, you know, we're making progress. Yes, we're making progress. So are, I, I, was, I, I did want to say though, um, as an, as an aside, if you're watching on YouTube and you see me fiddling around off screen, um, I adopted a new dog um, a few weeks ago, and uh, he's very cool. Uh, however, he's also uh, extremely needy. And so he's constantly right with his face on my lap and wants to be petted, you know, like the entire time. And uh, I don't know, you may have actually heard him on the show. You may have heard him uh, panting on the show. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's ready to go for a walk. It's, it's uh, I think it's, uh, it's walk time. So, and he's, uh, he's really ready to go for a walk. So, all right, um, well, enjoy that, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we will see you next time. Uh, all right. Yeah. Have you think roll out. All right. Roll out. Works. All right. Yeah. See you. Mises Guys is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is performed by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research done by Boo of the AxelonUnderground.net. All used images in the videos are property of Sunbow, Hasbro, Paramount, or Marvel. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in every week with us. We appreciate it.